When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need to know what's happening, it's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Jason LaCanfora. Welcome back to In the Huddle, Carl Dukes. Put him up along with Jason LaCanfora. O-M-G. Do we have a lot to talk about today? And we've got to start. WTF, brother. WTF <laughs> applies as well. We've yeah. got to start with the chaos, the craziness, the circus that has become the Indianapolis Colts. Jason, last night I watched this uh, Jim Irsay press conference. It was hard to watch. Shameful. It was hard to watch. Yeah. And to get you guys caught up, basically this is a huge reach by Jim Irsay to bring in Jeff Saturday now as the new interim coach of the Colts after firing Frank Wright. So, Jason, I want to start there because there's a lot to digest with this whole situation. What the hell are the Colts doing? They're tanking on steroids. They are they are going to unparalleled, un, previously unforeseen, previously unimaginable depths to try to get the first overall pick and, and they can spin it any other way they want. And they, they can, they can vomit out any verbal nonsense they want. And, and it's, 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 it's unfathomable that they're going to take someone who was a really good center who dabbled in high school coaching, who never had any ambitions of being a head coach whatsoever. And they're going to prop him out in the middle of a season that's been a complete and utter disaster. And they're going to pretend that this farce is in some way related to them trying to win more football games, not less. Meanwhile, they're sticking with the quarterback who can't play in the NFL rather than even think about going back to Matt Ryan or uh, Foles, right, who they're also paying money to to hold a clipboard. And they're selling this in that they're smarter than everybody else. And Ursay is a master team builder. Um, and, 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 you know, it's like, a, it's like a three card Monty here. Like, just, you know, don't follow the truth. Follow follow my over here, over there. The, the truth is this is a disaster. Um, it's a slap in the face to every head coach in the NFL. It's a slap in the face to every man in that locker room who signed up for what they build as this is the same owner who told you he was going to win multiple Lombardi trophies with Andrew Luck. True. He won none. It's the guy who. Only won one with Peyton Manning and Polian. And this is a guy who told you, hey, Carson Wentz, get him the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna we're gonna go with Matt Ryan. This is what he knows. 
And then when he decides it's tank time, he makes them play Ellinger. They fire an offensive coordinator who wasn't even an offensive coordinator. It's clear he'd been thinking about this. From the moment he mandated the quarterback change, he had given up on this season. Well, that's a hell of a message to send to your locker room. A guy like Shaq Leonard who busts his ass to come back from injury. And he gets back right at the time you decide to play Ellinger because you don't want to win football games. When you start really undermining your head coach. And trust me, he didn't wake up one morning. And say Eureka, Jeff Sat. He's been this is he's obviously been plotting this for it's a three-week process. Mandate the quarterback change, make Reich fire an offensive coordinator who who really who he really liked, who wasn't even calling the plays anyway. Right. And then when that doesn't work, because of course it's not going to work, now I've got my excuse to fire Reich. And I've got three former head coaches on my staff. F all that. I'm gonna pull Jeff Saturday out of retirement. And I mean, we're sitting here on a Monday night. And the, the, you're listening to this yammering, this jibber-jabber, this complete BS, and thinking they're doing this right now at the expense of even putting a staff together because they couldn't start the press conference on time. The press conference ends pretty late at night, and Jeff Saturday's like, yeah, now i got to go interview guys and see who's going to call plays for us. In an NFL regular season game five days from now. I can't tell you who that is right now. I've got to talk to my staff, which isn't even really my staff. It's weak sauce. If I've ever seen it, it's, it's the most – incredulous thing I've seen in a very long time when you start talking about how an organization is run and owner and how he's viewed let's talk about the last three weeks as you just mentioned it's in the huddle Jason Lock on four Carl Dukes Brian Baldinger joins us as well guys we release new episodes every Tuesday Thursday subscribe get all the latest on what's going on around the league as we take you inside of the NFL you mentioned they lost three in a row they bench Matt Ryan They fire the OC, they fire the head coach, and now they hire an ESPN analyst. And by the way, this is not a knock on Jeff Saturday, all right? Great dude. He's great. As a matter of fact, I really enjoyed him as an analyst on ESPN doing his thing and the pancake thing and all that stuff. It's fun. He's great at it. But he's not a great coach. He's coaching right here in the state of Georgia at a Christian academy for the last two or three seasons. He's got high school coaching experience. I get it. He was a great center. He played uh, in front of a guy who was arguably the best quarterback ever in Peyton Manning. And I understand a six-time pro bowler. But Jeff Saturday, this is a damn reach if I've ever seen it. And so now you have to wonder, okay? you Is it a reach or is it a, or is it a wave in a white flag? Because the only time I've ever been any good is when a generational quarterback has fallen to me at first overall. So let's talk about that, Jason, because here's the deal. You can talk about Ursay being a great owner all you want. But they hit the lottery twice. He hit it with Peyton Manning, and they hit it with Andrew Luck, even though they didn't win it with Andrew Luck. That should have played out differently. Nevertheless, Luck steps away earlier. Fine. But twice you've hit the lottery. It's not about Ursay, his leadership, his direction, his vision. This is not that. And if you don't buy into that, just look at what he's doing to his franchise. And yesterday, in this presser, Jason, he's trying to make us believe, well, you know, I I listened to Al and – You know, when he was the Raiders owner, he's trying to drop all these name references, right? Like that, that makes this situation better. It doesn't. I don't give a damn about all of that. If you're a Colts fan, you're going, what are we doing? And this is now a complete train wreck. And by the way, you don't fix this in an offseason. Oh, this, no. this this doesn't get turned around in one offseason. So this, now this, was, this tr- stench this stench will be on them for a long time. You, Good luck getting you. free agents. Good oh. luck getting qualified coaches to come there. What you're you're going to fire me in the middle of the season? And who are you coming for next? 
we gonna make why don't you make Peyton Manning the next head coach? Like you're gonna you're gonna fire exactly. Six well, games well yeah. Peyton- it, it, is Jeff Saturday on the phone with Peyton right now? Give me some plays. I mean, come like, on. I, I don't know. It, I, I just it, think it, this is he not invoked an Tony Dungy's name. Okay, so he did that. He went he there. Did. He invoked Tony Dungy. He did. If he would have called Tony Dungy for counsel, which he absolutely should have, Tony Dungy, I I would bet my life would tell him, Jim, that's the biggest mistake you could ever possibly make. You've got qualified men on your staff. We've got people like Herm Edwards just went back to ESPN. If he turned to Herm Edwards, if he turned to Gary Kubiak, even Brian Billick, I don't know, like whatever, you could sell me on. You're at least trying to have a semblance of sort of professionalism and give these players a fighting chance because the the coach knows what it at least means to be an NFL head coach. And again, Jeff Saturday and he made it clear he had zero ambitions. Until they called him, he had never thought, he had never spent <laughs> five minutes sitting with his boys drinking a beer thinking, I wonder what it would be like to work 20 hours a day as an NFL head coach. Like, I think that's my passion. I think that's, like, it wasn't even on his radar. And now they're sitting up there telling you this might not just be for eight games. Yeah. I, yeah. Look, on the gambling side, I've been saying for three weeks, fade them, fade them, fade them. They don't have a chance. There's no way these guys are going to believe. When an owner starts coaching a team, they're effed. They're double F now. It was six yesterday. If that line hasn't gone up dramatic, if the Raiders cannot win this football game oh. in commanding fashion, then they should shut up, shut, set up, you know, shut down shop too. Like you don't do this in the NFL. You don't do this to grown men who are playing a sport that is this violent and this dangerous, and you're making a mockery out of it so that you can get your pick in next year's quarterback. I'm not anti-tanking, but there's there's a certain protocol to it. Like there's a way to do it that doesn't undermine your entire existence as a franchise. This really undermines, to me, their entire existence as a franchise. Now, and let's talk about this, too. As we're talking about the Colts, they fire Frank Wright. Last night was the press conference to introduce Jeff Saturday as the new head coach, the new interim coach of the, uh, the Colts. A longtime center there, as we said, won a Super Bowl, had great success. Has nothing to do with this. If I'm a player in that locker room, Jason, if I'm a veteran player in that locker room and we started in the summer talking about Super Bowl oh, yeah. aspirations yeah. and Matt Ryan and all the things that we thought yeah. we were missing. And yeah. now I'm seeing this. I am going to protect my own interest. Oh, hell yeah. To your point. I am not going all out for this bullshit. I'm, no. not, I'm not doing it. No. I'm going to protect my interest and make sure that I'm hell healthy yeah. and I'm good to go so that however the season plays out, I'm going to be good next year. And more importantly, I might be somewhere else because this yeah. is crap. And, and this is what would make me irate, too. And I again, I believe this is a master plan that he's been thinking about for a while. He waits till after the trade deadline. So you, oh. you, can, you can demand a trade all you want, right? I can't do anything. And I can't kill everybody. I got to feel the team. So, like, that's <laughs> – I think it's real Machiavellian. Like, this guy has taken the franchise back. He's taken all the power back. He's got Chris Ballard, who a lot of people in this league, including me, respected for a long time. But he's starting to come off as a really useful uh, idiot to a guy who's punch drunk with power. And so, like, now – and he's saying, oh, yeah, Ballard, you're, you're with me here. And so Ballard has got this puppet master, and now he's got – uh, a, a completely unqualified, ill-equipped coach, and he's he's, he's, and he's keeping this GM because well, the the GM can take some bullets that I don't have to take, and it's like really the owner is the owner, the GM, the head coach, and really 
even sort of the play caller because he's dictating the style of play by dictating who the quarterback is. That's ridiculous. And I'm so glad you said that. I hope you guys are hearing what Jason's saying. If this was Gus Bradley, who's on the staff, or yeah. if this was John Fox, who's on the staff, okay, what Jason is telling you guys is there would be pushback. These are guys who have done it, and they say, hey, wait a minute. If you're going to give it to me, let me do it, and let me do it how I need to do it. There's not going to be any pushback from Jeff Saturday. And they listen, told you I we're sticking with the kid. The first thing anybody who's trying to win football games would say is, we're paying these two guys all this money. One's won a Super Bowl. One almost won a Super Bowl. This kid isn't ready, and we're not even running the kind of offense that would really allow him to do anything. Like, we would have to lean heavily into running this kid yes. 12, 15 times a game, which they haven't come close to doing. Like, this is – I mean, everybody who's been in the league can see through – everybody sees this for exactly what it is. They are fooling nobody. Nobody. Yeah. B Ballard – Chris Ballard, by the way, how long do you hold on to this guy? Last oh, I, think, I think he's. I think he told you he's a made man. Like he's willing to go along with this stuff. He's he's willing to co-sign it at least to some degree. So that's my guy. I mean, what's he really doing anyway? Yeah, B Ballard has constructed, by the way, a flawed roster. Oh yeah, you see that now, and he's not taking any of the blame. He got testy in the oh, presser yeah. last night when he was asked oh, about the roster. Wanted me to draft receivers. <laughs> uh, this is a mess. All right, we got to turn the page. Uh, Colts fans, sorry. You you guys, we'll you see you. In, we'll see you in five. Okay, five years that is because you got to get a quarterback. You don't win with rookie quarterbacks in the league, and you got to restructure this roster. It's going to be a minute, and and this has now got gone from bad to worse for the Colts. All right, Jason Lock on four. Carl Dukes, it's in the huddle. Subscribe. This is why. All right, we take you inside the huddle. We take you inside the league. I got to ask you about the Bears. They lose. This was, to me, the most exciting game of the weekend. 35-32, yeah. back and forth to a Justin Fields. But Fields, 178 yards rushing, surpassing Mike Vick, who ran for 173 back in 02 against the Vikings. We're talking about a regular season game. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, Jason, and I'm going, holy crap, they're using him the right way. RPOs, pull it quick hitters, let him get out on the edge. Yeah. And then people around the league are like, oh, I didn't know Justin was this fast. I did. I mean, I don't know what you were expecting. And it's like, have they found the magic now with how they're going to try to use him the remaining part of the season, the remaining eight games? I think they have, but I, I laugh at all these people giving them attaboys for doing this in the middle of the season, like having this eureka moment during the bye. Like... <laughs> Did you like when you when you interviewed for the job, right? Like when you interviewed the for the job, I can't imagine interviewing for that Bears job last January and not saying, okay, I'm not totally sold on him, but I get it. You just drafted him. He's our guy. So here's my plan to get the best out of him. Look, I'm gonna go and look at what Sirianni started doing with Hertz uh, yes. right around late October last year. I'm gonna go and study Greg Roman's option game with Lamar Jackson. And we're going to, that's going to be our identity. And it's going to start from the first OTA and it's going to take us into the regular season. And that's how we'll protect this offensive line and this quarterback. They can't sack him if he's running at them. Like, wh why are people championing them for, for being, you know, somehow progressive or smart by wasting an entire offseason, right? Like, what the hell planet am I on? 
All right, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Luke Getze is why. He was the quarterback's coach for Aaron Rodgers the last few seasons in Green Bay. Here's the point. He didn't call plays. I'm not disrespecting Getze. Fine, you get an opportunity to go be an OC, you go do it. But the reality is he didn't call plays in Green Bay. And he's he's sitting there, and I, I got to be honest. What do you do when you're the quarterback's coach for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Good job, Aaron. Yeah. That's all you do, especially yep. the last three years as Aaron has been balling out and winning yeah. MVPs. So you get the job in Chicago. You have this dynamic quarterback, which people are now seeing, and you go, well, uh, go back to the early games. They're running similar things that they ran in Green Bay, but it's not what Justin does well. Yeah. He's not to that level yet where he's seeing all of that. So right now you've just minimal, minimalized it and made it easier. I'm putting this on the OC and the head coach yeah. Eberflus. Of course. A, a defensive guy goes, yeah, do whatever you want. Now eight games in, they look like geniuses. I totally agree with you. And in the meantime, they've gutted the defense. So it, it like this kid's doing all this. But you got to score forty now for like their equation is literally like they put up didn't they put up twenty nine on Dallas which is pretty good on that defense it wasn't even a game they did right and now we're putting up thirty two on Miami which is not a great defense um, but they get thirty five so yeah better late than never um, I'm I'm not a part of this hype train that's acting like these guys are, are you know have had some incredible breakthrough. Um, they got a lot of work to do on their roster. It'd be it'd be fun to see him with some people who had some twitch and some burst and some interesting, um, mm. you know, some more interesting pieces on offense. So maybe he wouldn't have to do quite as much by himself. But I mean, they saddled him with a broken offensive line. Um, the pressure rates the first six eight weeks were horrendous, um, and they were running an offense that you know that statistically was being compared to early 1970s offense from a from a passing production output, bad early 1970s offenses. So I'm glad they started to climb out of that hole. But what 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 the hell if you didn't if 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 you weren't smart enough as owners to know to, to know that you had to hire somebody who was going to try to actually build it to this young man's strengths and that wasn't a prerequisite for the job, then you all deserve the losses.